This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Molly Taylor shock. She doesn't have a deal to defend her Extreme E title. Rampant rumours that Dick Johnson Racing is for sale. True or false? Another Formula One cracker in the desert bodes well for the Australian Grand Prix's return. Plus, SVG on his Simmons sweep and Garth Tanders behind the wheel appraisal of the Gen 3 Camaro. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. We start with the surprising, perhaps shocking news that rally star Molly Taylor isn't locked in to continue the defence of her Extreme E title. Taylor was co-champion of the inaugural electric off-road racing series last year with Rosberg X Racing, only to be dropped this season. She was drafted into the JBXE squad alongside Kevin Hansen for the first round in Saudi Arabia earlier this year. But now we learn she doesn't have a deal for the next event in Sardinia next month and beyond. As Taylor told Pucked Up Plus exclusively, she doesn't know yet whether she'll continue shuffling between here and overseas, mixing Extreme E with her Speed Series commentary commitments. Yeah, it's a good good question. Um, that's certainly the plan. Uh, there's still, yeah, things to sort of line up and see exactly uh, what, what we do. So I don't have anything um, completely concrete, but that's certainly the, the intention. Mm. And with the Extreme E Championship, a surprise change of team, how did you settle in with Jensen's team and, and what are your prospects, you think, um, for that title defence going on? Yeah, um, they're a great, great group of people. Um, it was yeah, a very last-minute last, last minute thing. Um, and yeah, to work with the, the Hanson Motorsport team and the Hanson family was, was awesome. They were fantastic people. Um, that was just, yeah, just the, the one-off event for now. But yeah, we'll um, yeah, hopefully be back out on the Extreme E field. That's, um, that's my intention, but we'll see yeah, exactly where all that lands. Oh, so you haven't actually got a, a full season locked in yet there? Uh, we're still working on that, yeah. The 2016 Australian Rally Champion is also looking to return to the Dakar Rally next year with the Can-Am buggy team. Yeah, so certainly that's um, what I'm focused on at the moment. I'm doing some more off-road events this year and, and having another crack at Dakar. I think it's, yeah, it's just such a, a beast of an event. Um, there's so much, so much to learn and, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, so much experience you need, and it just takes time to um, to get l learn learn that trade. So I'm I'm loving it so far, and hopefully that's um, that's definitely um, one of the big uh, focuses for this year. Would you be looking at you know, more of a maybe not outright, but you know move, moving up in, in the car division? Uh, we're sticking with the the Can Am. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic um, fantastic machine. Really loving it, and within that, there's um, yeah the T4 and the T3 classes. So certainly, um, I'm not sure what the the plan will be with the Can-Am factory team um, to to get BNT3 or T4. I'm not sure yet, but that's certainly that you know still working with them and um, yeah trying to uh, yeah do our best with them. And you can hear more from Molly Taylor on Parked Up with Grant Rowley and Tony Delberto on Thursday. Switching gears, rumours are rife in supercars that Dick Johnson Racing is for sale. Now, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. The speculation is widespread enough to warrant investigation. As far as I can tell, though, 
DJR is not on the market. According to sources close to the team, co-owners Dick Johnson and Ryan Storey aren't entertaining offers or actively seeking buyers. There is speculation DJR is in talks with interested parties about a buyout or at least a big buy-in. The big question is, why would Johnson and Story want to sell? Well, one theory during the rounds is that they still owe a lot of money to Roger Penske, who sold the team back to them at the end of 2020. As well as rejecting the sales scuttlebutt, insiders insist that DJR is in a strong financial position and it doesn't need another bailout or rescue. So how do these rumours start? Well, it seems this speculation goes back to Tony Quinn claiming earlier this year that before buying into Triple Eight, he looked at investing in DJR. Now, my information is that there were actually no formal talks, much less an offer, but Quinn's comment got tongues wagging and the rumours have now taken on a life of their own. Insiders confirmed DJR is not actively for sale or looking for investment. It would, however, be open to take over by a strategic investor of the ilk and scale of Roger Penske, and that would just make business sense, wouldn't it? Right now, though, Johnson and Story aren't looking to sell. On the track, DJR is in the shadow of Triple H, salvaging podiums at Simmons Plains over the weekend as Shane Van Gisbergen dominated. He's won four of the first five races, and his supercar's title defence is again looking ominous. Our own Tanea McLeod from sister podcast Girls on the Grid got SVG's reaction to his Tassie triple treat. So what a weekend. It just really couldn't have gone better. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was really good. Um, always good to get a 300-pointer or whatever it was with the fastest laps. But, yeah, I don't know why we're good here, but it was good to, good to make it happen and get it done every race, yeah. And a follow-on from that, what is it about Triple Eight and this track here at Simmons Plains? No idea. We're just always from the get-go, first practice, the thing's good, so no idea why. <laughs> and your take on your teammate Brock Feeney? Our podium in only his second round is really impressive. Oh, it was awesome racing him and, you know, he out-qualified me yesterday and was close today. Like, he's doing a really good job and he's probably a win's not far away, but, yeah, to battle him for the win today, to get a one-two for the team and his first podium really cool. Thanks Shane and this has been Tanea McLeod from Girls on the Grid podcast reporting for Parked Up Plus. Tanea also caught up with Garth Tander who along with Marcus Ambrose did a lot of laps at Simmons Plains in the Gen 3 prototypes. Here's what GT had to say about putting the Camaro through its paces. Yeah look Gen 3 cars um, exciting to drive. Um, quite a lot of torque from the engine. Um, straight line speed is feels fast and the car moves around quite a bit so um, and that's what um, the general uh, requirement from the car is the car to move around a bit more on the tyre a lot less aero um, but quite enjoyable to drive. How different is the Gen 3 Camaro to the current ZB Commodore? Uh, Yeah it's quite a bit different Um, as far as aero you can feel the car's got less aero and that was intentional I actually ran nose to tail with Marcus Ambrose in one of the TV sessions we had and I followed Marcus very, very closely and um, the front response and the front grip when I was buried under the rear wing of Marcus's car was good. 
So um, that's one of the key things was to try and make sure the cars can follow more closely. And I mean, that's a very small sample size, a very small test, but the early indications are that that's going to be better. Tander also gave the cockpit redesign the thumbs up for tall drivers. More to come after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Welcome back. Formula One turned it on again at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix with Max Verstappen beating Charles Leclerc in a fight right to the finish. It bodes well for the return of the Australian Grand Prix at the end of next week, building even more excitement. AGP Chief Andrew Westacott tells Parked Up Plus that the scene is set for a classic encounter at Albert Park. Yeah, I think for the first time in many years, it's going to be difficult to predict who's likely to, to be the winner. We probably see who's going to be up in the top half a dozen spots, but it's a great start to the season. And it's actually an interesting dynamic being third race because uh, it is throwing up different combinations compared to being first cab off the rank. As well as the new reg seeming to spice things up, the new track design, um, well... That's aimed at uh, making things more interesting as well, isn't it? Well, it sure, sure is. I think there's been some uh, talking to people in Formula One that they were really interested in the way the cars and the designers at each of the manufacturers and teams has adopted somewhat different approaches to the aerodynamics and the approach to the 2022 specs. So you add that plus the Pirelli 18-inch wheels and then the modified circuit design and the surface at Albert Park, it does promise to throw up a, an interesting set of um, practice sessions before quality happens on Saturday Arvo. So, you know, they're going to have to do a lot of learning. I'm sure they've done their simulator work, Mark, but uh, nothing like getting out on the, on the black stuff and testing the grip levels, which they won't have been able to do uh, just on simulators. Ricardo's struggle so far, do you think that will dampen a little bit of enthusiasm? Well, uh, you know... When Daniel's been in the mix or near the mix, I've been able to, to talk it up like we all do. Um, there were some promising signs with a, a bit of improvement and he was racing ninth before you know, um, before actually having to have a DNF. I haven't watched the race in its entirety just because of the, the time differences and so on, but it's certainly not as good uh, as it would have been had Daniel really been up at the pointy end. But on the flip side, to get so many different manufacturers in the top 10, it does show that the cars have got much more raceability and there's two weeks now for McLaren to sort out some of their woes. In fact, there's so much F1 fever in Melbourne that Westacott expects the Friday to join Saturday and Sunday as a sellout. Well, it's it's um, it's heading that way. The, the ticket sales, would, you know, if we stopped now, the estimated numbers coming in on Friday would be sort of mid 90,000 and uh, actually when I'm looking at on my wall here in our temporary offices in the pit building the, the highest attendance on a Friday was 84,500 back in 2019 but you've got to go back to 2005 for 82 and a half and 2004 for 81 and a half so it looks as though regardless of what we do we're heading for the biggest Friday crowd um, 
in the race's history, which shows the popularity of Formula One and, and the pent-up demand for, for racing. So it does promise to be exciting. And when you, when you consider it's the first opportunity to see Formula One cars on the track around the new Albert Park circuit, it's really good value for money. And uh, if you can get a day off work or pull a sickie, then you uh, probably wouldn't be in many better places than here at Albert Park. Still on Formula One, and last week Foxtel announced a multi-year extension of its broadcast deal. The exact duration isn't known, but you can safely assume it's at least until 2025, the last year of the AGP's current contract. But as that is likely to be extended later this year, expect Fox Sports' comprehensive coverage of Formula One to continue for several years. A sweetener for Formula One fans is that from next season, Extra content will be available to Foxtel set-top box subscribers with the F1 TV app. During the live stream presentation, British Sky Sports F1 pundit Martin Brundle, who we hear on Fox Sports coverage here, made a very prescient prediction of what we can expect at Albert Park. Ferrari and Red Bull are out front at the moment. I can't see that changing in the next couple of races. Mercedes will slowly get their act together. And let's see you. These cars, the, the the aerodynamics on these cars are now so powerful with the ground effect underneath that if you home in and get something sorted out, you can really take off. Uh, and that's why we're seeing Alfa Romeo and, and Hassel outperforming some of the some of the bigger names. So uh, incredibly unpredictable, I would say. But um, Ferrari and Red Bull is where you where if you're going to bet the kid savings, that's where you're going to that's where you're going to put it right now. Brundle will be in Perth on the weekend for an Ask Crofty evening with fans alongside Sky Sports Formula One race caller David Croft, which will be repeated in Melbourne on Tuesday ahead of the Melbourne GP. And that all leads into Tanea McLeod again with a wrap-up of the weekend's racing action. A thrilling duel concluded the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix at Jeddah, where reigning world champion Max Verstappen took victory from Ferrari's Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz while after qualifying poorly, Lewis Hamilton finished 10th. Aussie Daniel Ricciardo retired due to an engine failure. Australia is the next stop for the first time in two years, with record crowds anticipated to attend the four-day event. At Simmons Plains, the SVG train continued, as he took all three race victories at the second round of the Repco Supercars Championship season. This moves the Kiwi ace to the top of the standings, 67 points ahead of Shell V Power Racing's Anton Di Pasquale. Di Pasquale's teammate, Will Davison, finished with a pair of podiums, which is in stark contrast to the championship leader heading into Tasmania, Chaz Mostert, who dropped to fourth in the title race after a disappointing weekend. The Repco Supercars Championship returns to action in two weeks, supporting the Australian Grand Prix. With two wins in the Haltech Super Ute Series at Simmons Plains, Western Sydney Motorsports Craig Woods leads the championship by five points from Cedars Racing Team's Craig Dontis, with Perth the next stop on the calendar at the end of April. Tom Heyman took three out of four victories in the Battery World Aussie Racing Cars to lead the series, which continues at Wakefield Park supporting the Australian Superbike Championship on April 22-24. It was a big weekend in state racing as the Victorian State Circuit Racing Series contested its second round at Winton, where another Sonic Future prodigy emerged with Matthew Hillier taking a clean sweep in Formula Ford. Rob Braun did likewise in improved production, as did Tony Groves in the sports sedans. Queensland also opened up its state racing season at Morgan Park, where Jared Hughes won the Hyundai XL 50k Cup. Overseas, Formula 2 race wins were split between Kiwi Liam Lawson and Brazilian Felipe Drogovic as the pair firm as the two title protagonists. 
A disqualification for Jack Doohan in qualifying set him back as he finished a best of ninth in the two races at Jeddah. A fellow Aussie, Callan Williams, finished a fine fourth in the opening race, but, but just fell short of the points in the second race. And finally, a last lap wreck allowed Ross Chastain to take his first NASCAR Cup victory at the Circuit of Americas, driving for the Chevrolet squad Trackhouse Racing Team. That is all from Motorsport Here and Abroad. This has been Tanea McLeod, host of Girls on the Grid podcast, reporting for Parked Up Plus. In other news, Australia's return to the World Rally Championship isn't looking good. Rally New Zealand is back this year, but we're hearing Rally Australia is off the table. Rally Oz was last held around Coffs Harbour on New South Wales North Coast in 2018. Now, there was a plan to relocate it to the Bathurst area, including a special stage at Mount Panorama, but it wasn't supported by the New South Wales government. Macquarie Street has lost its appetite to back a WRC round, even in a key regional area with so much racing and rallying heritage. So unless another state government steps up, it sadly looks as if Rally Australia's return is doomed. Finally, if this doesn't warm your heart, nothing will. During last week's announcement that Foxtel had extended its Formula One deal, the presentation featured a special rendition of the Formula One theme music. Providing the drumbeat was four-year-old Formula One fan and Styx prodigy, Alessandra Andrales from Tamworth in New South Wales. Have a listen. Remember, Alexander is just four. Amazing. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rally and Tony Delberto on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network Car production. 